magicians, wizards, apparitions, adult language, and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not enter the house of mystery. All right, then. On with the show. All right, hello. Welcome, everyone, to the house of mystery, the John Constantine and Friends podcast. I am Michael, your host and curator of the house of mystery. And in the house someplace, wandering around, possibly the basement, is the demon bisexual butler, David. Well, it's been rather quiet around the basement, uh, kind sir, because like we haven't been around for a while, so there's no no mess to clean up. Okay. Thank you for that. The ghosts have been very sated. <laughs> I like how when I go to you, you just give me an update on the cleanliness of the of the house of mystery as if that's really what i want to know about the cleanliness well you gotta know yeah, what's you're stepping clean. around <laughs> everything's clean i said you're the butler you're not the maid <laughs> a butler does the same thing no you should be giving me drinks <laughs> all right so we are back for our 2023 house of mystery podcast season we are going to be sticking to a bit of a stricter schedule this year hopefully no medical emergencies will cause us to change or alter our plans, but we will be working pretty consistently throughout the first quarter of 2023, starting with this very show. And we won't go to break until June. Uh, And we'll go to break for the summer and then come back in the fall. That's how our podcast season is supposed to be broken up. And what better way to start the year than getting into all of the ins and outs of the DC world and what's in store for 2023. I'm sure we don't know everything as of yet. However, we do have little bits and pieces of things that we can definitely discuss uh, and theorize what it might mean for the world of DC. And when I say the world of DC, of course, on this show, I'm talking about the darker side of DC. And if you are new to the show, if you are a new listener, the house of mystery It's very easy to understand the premise. We are a John Constantine fan show, so we focus mostly on him, but we do delve into other areas of the darker side of DC. That's why the tagline of the show, a John Constantine and friends podcast. So we deal more or less with the darker side of DC. Yes. Please. No Batman. Well, we love Batman, but, um, we just don't do that here. <laughs> we just show. don't do that here. Yeah. In fact, I haven't even wanted to break down Batman Damned, even though it's an amazing comic, especially for Constantine. Oh, yeah. I was just like, you know what? There's there's enough of Batman out there. I, I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> I don't want a Batman enema, okay? <laughs> Why not? David's been downed. <laughs> you will take this Batman. It will clean out your system. You got to clean your colon with some Batman. With some Batman. It's called Batman Colonics. <laughs> So stupid. See, the Batman enema isn't cleaning out anything. What it is is a is a Batman jism that just fills up your entire oh. body and impregnates all of us. <laughs> That's what DC's doing. It ain't no enema. They're not trying to clean out Batman. They're trying to insert more Batman inside of us. <laughs> That's so foul. That's so, so bad. Yeah. All right, David. So most people out there know that there's been some pretty big things happening in the world of DC when it comes to the live action as well as the animation. 
And for some, it's great news. And for others, it's not nope. great news. Nope. And for even others, it may just be more the same. A bit of a shrug, a shake of the head, uh, and maybe a smirk. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> us. It's just like, what are you guys doing? What is this, take 20? Uh, when you're with your plans when it comes to DC, oh, somebody yeah. fucking grab a hammer and nail down definitive plans, please. Yes. Show me what you got when you get it. Okay. <laughs> At this point, show me what you got yeah. when you get it. Exactly. Listen, I used to be that guy who used to hear news about an upcoming movie or comic book. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can get put ready. this over here, get ready to go. Cause it's coming out in six months. But that's not the case anymore no. when it comes to DC anything, whether it be, I mean, we've been waiting a year for Swamp Thing Green Hell to please finish. Don't, please don't, don't punch me in the gut with that one. What the fuck is happening with everything DC? How in this day and age, A, number one, let's start off the year complaining, David. How have we still not been given anything really with John Constantine in it? And I'll leave that alone because we've already got into all that. Yes. How is there nothing on the darker side of DC in James Gunn's plan except one movie at the end of his 10 film slate? And we'll get into exactly what that is in a second. 10 and not one thing <laughs> is dealing with the darker side of DC. It's all the things we've seen before and things that they've been talking about for years that we were going to get. And now we're finally getting it. Yes. And I don't have much faith in that because you know, I know a lot of people are saying, well, hey, listen, James Gunn's in charge and they actually formed a studio called DC Studios that has spun off of Warner Brothers and now Warner Brothers can't interfere. Warner Brothers didn't sell DC Studios. Yes. Or I should say they're DC properties. They are still the parent company. And at any point when they're shareholders, which is what when it comes to Warner Brothers, that's what controls everything is their shareholders. Most companies are like that, but also for some reason, these particular shareholders have a lot of say and control over what they do. And that is why we never have definitive plans. People may not be aware of that. And the reason why I'm aware of that is because I, I do a lot of things with Wall Street. I'm a bit of a stock uh, fan. Like I, I'm not a, I, I don't do it for a living, but I'm, I'm into investments and stocks and yeah. So I follow Wall Street a lot. And plus, if you want real news, what is that dumb, like, cliche, follow the money? Well, listen, follow the money. And you get all that from Wall Street. You can see what studios are doing. And anytime there is issues going on with the box office or ratings, the shareholders step in because they, they want... They want their profits. They want their dividends. They want things to look great, right? Yeah. So as long as we have shareholders piping in or butting in, nothing matters. D James Gunn being in charge doesn't change a thing. Zack Snyder also had a contract to flesh out the world of DC, and they interfered after three movies. Exactly. And that's why I have very little faith in... DC comics, especially in regards to the films to the darker side of Disney or Disney, darker side of Disney, Disney. Well, let's darker, talk side about that. Of, darker side of DC, <laughs> because like oh boy, everyone constantly has been pointing out, well, we're going to get the monster part of DC comics with his gods and monsters run. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the gods and monsters run and I'm like, your monsters are coming at the tail end of your phase. Mm -hmm. Mike, that's going to be like seven Eight years away. 
So we're not going to get any darker side of DC. Almost uh-huh. 10 years to this point. Uh-huh. So I'm supposed to actually blue ball myself. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how, I guess that's how we're setting the tone for the year, David. Basically, we get nothing. We get nothing. <laughs> we get nothing. I feel like I'm Harry Potter and I'm being shoved underneath the staircase. <laughs> yeah. And and that's the thing is like everyone makes a big deal has been telling, oh, Dave, you're going to be so excited, right, for Swamp Thing. Because, yeah, I am excited for Swamp Thing. I'm not. Swamp Thing is... Because we're never going to see it, Dave. Don't get excited. We're never going to see it. We're never going to see it because it's eight years away, people. Yeah, I'm going to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so once again, we are left with absolutely nothing. Out of 10 films and shows planned, one will feature the darker side of DC, and that'll be a Swamp Thing movie, movie, as David was alluding to. But it's also the last... In James Gunn's 10 planned <laughs> features Feature. slash series of which comprises his first so-called chapter. Yes. It's the last one. It's the 10th, which means, as you said, David, if we're lucky, we'll see it at the end of this decade. Yeah. If we're lucky. Isn't that great, Mike? <laughs> Just peachy, you know? And that's the thing I basically tell people is like, when he came out with the plan, his plan, which is the God and monsters phase, I gave a small little golf clap for him. I said, great job. You have a plan. At least it's, at least it's a plan. I'm not clapping at all until there's at least five movies out. Five movies, and I'm not talking the ones that are already in the can, like Blue Beetle, Aquaman, Shazam. Black Adam. Well, not Black Adam. I'm talking about the things coming out currently. Coming out. Shazam, Flash, Aquaman. I'm I'm not even considering those because those were already in Blue Beetle. Yeah. I'm not even going to count those because those films were already in the works. They're already in the can. I'm talking about James Gunn's first movie, which doesn't even come out until 2025. <laughs> exactly. So we have nothing, guys. Nothing. On the TV side or movie side until at least 2025. Yes. So let's get into this. And we are going to bleed into the regular realm of DC a bit in order to flesh out the darker side of DC. We can't ignore the other DC news. Okay. So DC slate unveiled new Batman, of course, Supergirl movies, a Green Lantern TV show, and more from James Gunn and Peter Safran. The DC studio bosses shared 10 projects talked about the exit of Henry Cavill and addressed the potential future of Ezra Miller as the flash as they introduce a slate of big heroes and lesser known characters. The stakes are massive for us and for Warner brothers says Saffron. Before we get into this though, really fast, Dave, and this is, I want to put this into perspective for people that DC sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And when I say DC sucks, I'm not talking about DC property as a whole, because I love DC. I mean, I love the comics. I love the films that we do get for the most part. Yes. But DC as an organization, as a company, they just suck. They do. They suck. Think about this, David. In the last 40 years, they've had one franchise, Batman. Batman. The last time we had any real Superman's ongoing franchise 
was in the 70s with Christopher Reeves. And since then, they have not managed to make a Superman series work. And I want to actually back you up on that because a lot of fans might be saying, well, they came out with like Man of Steel and Superman Returns. Mm -hmm. Those movies do not make a series. No, those Superman Returns. Well, I actually liked it for what it was. I, yeah. I understand people's complaints, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I felt like it was definitely a worthy legacy of the, the original two films. Cause it was meant to be a sequel to Superman two. Yes. So I felt like the movie was fine, but the studio didn't like the reception. So they canned any future plans flash forward about eight years later, you have man of steel. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. And even though I enjoyed Superman or Batman versus Superman, it wasn't really a true sequel to Superman. We no, didn't, no, we didn't no. get an actual Man of Steel 2. So we have not had a real franchise being governed by Superman in any way since the 70s. So that takes us right back to Batman. Batman is the only successful franchise. And I say successful because it has been, but my point is, is like, how do they know something else wouldn't be successful? They never try anything else except rebooting Batman every 10 to 12 years. Exactly. So, all right. So this is what they have planned. The first 10 films here. Are you ready, David? Okay. Creature Commandos, <laughs> a seven episode series written by Gunn. Waller. It's a spinoff of James Gunn's HBO Max hit series, Peacemaker. So I guess we can assume that James Gunn's Suicide Squad will also remain. Yeah. Will not be acts like everything else. Superman Legacy, which is... That should be the The Superman one. reboot. Yeah. That's the first actual feature film. Film. Lanterns. It's a Greg Berlanti, long-in-the-works Green Lantern TV series that has been reworked over and over and over, and it was, I guess, the final version, the so-called final version, was actually scrapped. Uh, when James Gunn and Saffron came on board. So they will be doing that. The Authority, the movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet. I yes. think most people are familiar with that group. Paradise Lost, which is an HBO Max series. They're calling it a Game of Thrones style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace. The Mascara, which sounds interesting. Uh, the Brave and the Bold, which is a uh, this is the Batman launch of the new Batman for the DCU, or what do they call it? the DCEU? Is what they call it? Yeah, DCEU. Yeah, and then you have the Batman sequel, which will be now titled Elseworlds. So that is one positive thing, and that's going to bleed into our next topic in a second when it comes to the Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves. The Batman sequel as well as the Joker sequel cool. will now be rebranded as Elseworlds so that people are not confused, which is like, which to me is a no brainer. I said this, like when they first were planning Joker and the Batman and they said that they would be disconnected. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But you're going to confuse the fuck out of audiences. Yes. And sure enough, they did. Most audiences don't read blogs all the time to know what's going on. We do because we're uber comic nerds and we want to know what's going on in the world of comics and the TV properties. Yeah. But most people don't know what's happening. So when people see a preview with a whole new Batman, but then also a preview for Ben Affleck's Batman, and then what's the Jared Leto's Joker, and then you have Joaquin Phoenix Joker, and then you have a Joker over here. 
it confuses the fuck out of people. So you have to fix it at least with branding. And if you explain what Elseworlds are or Elseworlds is, and you put that in on, you know, as a subtitle or tagline, then it's going to help alleviate some of that confusion. So I am glad they're doing that. Yeah. Then we have Booster Gold, an HBO Max series, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, which is going to be, I believe, a feature film. Mm -hmm. And then to end it, to end his first chapter is Swamp Thing, which will be his 10th film, which if we're lucky, we'll see it by the end of this decade. (laughs) So all you darker side of DC fans, guess what? We all have nothing to look forward to. Yeah. Essentially, that's it. Because if you look at that, if you look at that rogues gallery of, or basically that, that slate of James Gunn's plan, there is zero talk about Justice League Dark. Anything dealing with them. It's done. It, they trashed JJ's mm-hmm. alleged plans that he had. It's done. So we will probably see Swamp Thing close to the end of the decade, hopefully, at least, and nothing for Constantine. So at this point, the only thing we have to cling to is Neil Gaiman's Sandman on Netflix. And hopefully he continues to flesh out Joanna Constantine so we can get some, something. We don't even know the current future of the announced sequel of the Keanu Reeves-led Constantine film, Constantine 2. We don't. Despite not being on James Gunn's slate, there has been reports, though, saying that Constantine 2 is still happening. It's more likely it's going to happen and it will probably be put under the Elseworld title. So a couple things. Number one, that is complete conjecture. All these articles popping up saying that even though James Gunn left it off his list, it was probably an oversight. That's what these blogs are saying. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's a big guess. That is. Why wouldn't James Gunn put... Con- you honestly think they're putting together their 10 films that they're planning. Hey, all right, guys, let's put together our list of movies. And they accidentally forgot Constantine too. That's not happening oh, when no. you're when you're putting together a slate of films, especially when you're dealing with a box office name like Keanu Reeves. You mean to tell me he's not going to he's not going to include Keanu Reeves, who is a bankable commodity, into his face? I don't I don't think they're doing it, David, at all. Yeah. I, I think it's done. Now I know they have reached out recently, and Akiva Goldsman, I, I believe, said that it's still in the works, but. I don't take Akiva Goldsman word. I don't, I will not take Akiva Goldsman's words because he doesn't know anything really in the grand scheme of things. He's not making these decisions until I hear James Gunn say something about Constantine to being a, a go, then I'm not going to believe it because if it was meant to be on the list, it would have been on the list. So we'll see what happens. It's likely that we're never going to see it. <laughs> I, I don't understand though how. I'm so confused, David. <laughs> you sound with, so with hurt, these, Mike. With, I'm confused with these executives and the decisions they make. Like how how do they make decisions like this? We have Keanu Reeves ready to go, and you're like, nah, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Well, think about it's what's not going to happen, David, because he's already 58 years old. Yeah. I mean, how much longer are you going to push the man 
you know, he's been trying to get this movie done for what, 10, 12 years. Keanu Reeves has oh, been yeah. advocating to get this done. Finally, there's a little bit of traction and, and now we lose it again. And honestly, David, I would love to see uh, Constantine too, but at this point, fuck it, dude, <laughs> just it's done. I'm not going to say it's happening until I hear James Gunn say it's going to happen. And even then, even then, no, even then I, I I might be a little more confident, but even then I'm not going to be overly optimistic because as we know, nothing seems to be able to get done over at DC. You know why? Because they DC is trying to play catch up to Marvel. And they think that basically we're going to announce our slate ahead of time. That way people can see that we have a game plan. Hey, fantastic. Until you actually come out and execute the plan, all it is is words at this point. You didn't see Marvel come out till later after their first phase and say this was phase one. They didn't what start did releasing. They, they didn't start releasing a slate to the, to the public until well into the third phase. Third phase. And why? Because they waited to see if their game plan would work. They, they what? Released a bunch of movies to get us hyped up about it. DC seems to keep going. We have this plan. We have this plan. We have this plan. Well, are you going to release anything? No, we're going to cancel stuff. Yeah. And the thing is, we're not even going to get the likelihood of us getting a TV show is slim too within this yeah. decade because his 10 films slash TV shows that encompasses it all. Now we could always find some type of reassurance in the arms of our animation. We have been happy to get Matt Ryan voice Constantine animations for the better part of what? Five years. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. now James Gunn plan, James Gunn's plan also encompasses animation oh yeah and live action and animation are going to be all told under one continuity so now there's not even room to give us more animation so think about this david we're not going to see anything on the darker side of dc animation or live action until the end of this decade yeah And the thing that's baffling, Mike, is like the last thing we get for animation wise is something on the darker side of DC. It's a it it is a Batman animation, but it actually deals with the darker side of magic in the DC universe. And that's the final animation that movie that we'll ever get. And then after that, we have to wait for creature commandos. We have to wait for James Gunn's movement with his phase See, to me david and maybe other fans like us to me that list of films it's not it's not intriguing to me i'm not overly excited about it uh i'm with you there i mean the only one that has me excited is the authority that's it because it's something different and it but I'm just saying, David, it's all the same stuff it's Superman being rebooted again yep. it's Batman being rebooted again. It's another Batman Elseworlds. We have the Joker Elseworlds. We have a few random TV shows, the Green Lantern TV show. But when it comes to things that we like, the things that we talk about on this show, 
there's none of it. None of it. And the sad thing is like in years past, at least we have, we can cross our fingers and hope that it may be in 2024 <laughs> we'll get something. But now we have the list in front of us. We know we're not getting anything. And yeah, that's what ticks me off is like, I know everyone was excited to see about this. Oh, he finally came out with his own slate to actually show his game plan. No, don't show me a game plan. Just execute it. Just give me something. Yeah. You know, it, it Showing us the game plan, in my opinion, now just basically put pigeon, uh, I think the term is pigeonhole. Yeah. Pigeonholes him right into that game plan, and we look at it, well, there's nothing exciting for this in regards to the darker side of DC. We don't get the Zatanna film that we've always been talking about for the past couple shows. We don't get Justice League Dark. Yeah. Swamp Thing, fantastic. It's 10 years away. Yeah, it's just, it's just very disappointing it's disappointing and then when we look to the comic side uh, don't we, even get me started. we could say well at least we have the comic side but swamp thing green hell a positive finally coming out a year later the the <laughs> uh, i like how you gloss it over a, a, a year later a year later david a year later a year later this must be like the ark of the covenant like they they must have like <laughs> like life changing text in this comic for it to be a fucking year delayed. Yes. Like when you read it, we better be enlightened so much that our face explodes like Kate Blanchett in the crystal skull. Like it's just too much fucking information. We now have all the answers of the universe in our mind. How, how <laughs> does it take two years? Yeah. But at least we're getting it. At least we're getting issues two and three. If you can believe the schedule, two came out a few days ago as yes, of this recording. It did. So that we can say is out. And we do have it in the works to in our schedule to cover it. Three is supposed to be released next month. So we will see if that actually happens. Now, there there is some good news from the comic front, and it started the 2023 year off I think fairly well for a lot of us. Uh, DC Harley Quinn romances. Number one is an anthology series, and we will be covering this as well. It's a whole plethora of stories, but the one we're going to be focusing on is titled Constantine in grace. Yes. I'm very excited to get into that. It's been actually recommended now from a couple of our listeners that have reached out and mentioned it to us. Now, interestingly, Dave, a DC romance highlights is a highlight of the grace, which would make sense such as since it's under the Harley Quinn romances title, right? Yes. So according to this article here, a DC romance highlights the tragic truth behind a supernatural superhero. So that's also something we can all look forward to when it comes to this Constantine story, because dead man is also a big part of the story. Yes. And we just talked about him last year and how it's a travesty that we don't get anything dead man related as well. Yet the one story that did come out arguably was one of the best titles me and you have ever seen with dead man. Uh, um, oh my God. I can't remember the title of it now, but it's the, it's the Gothic horror one that basically had him dealing with a dark ghost. mansion. Yeah. Uh, was it Mansion of Love? No. I thought it's Dark Mansion of Love. Dark yeah. Mansion of Love. There it is. That but, sounds like a porno. <laughs> but it's perfect for Dead Man. <laughs> oh, oh, Forbidden Love is what it's called. Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. But like, 
We got we got that. And that was it. We don't even know what we're talking about. It's called Dead Man, Dark Man. Mansion. Oh, yeah. Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love. Oh, Forbidden we right. Love. Yeah. But like we got that and it was like that was like a gem that no one was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how we're going to be spending most of our year is we're going to be getting into some older titles. We're going to spend some time throughout the first quarter of 2023 getting back into our Hellblazer discussions, old school Hellblazer, picking up where we left off with issues three, four, and five. That's what we'll cover for the first quarter of 2023, along with various other titles as well, which we went through on our Oblivion Bar discussion. I'm not going to go through it again. Yes. Okay, David. Also, DC Spirit World title brings <laughs> in new hero, Xanath. Yes. And the reason why I bring this up, and we might have mentioned this during a discussion last year. Yes, we did. But there's a little bit more news pertaining to this title. And the reason why we're even talking about it is because the new hero, Xanath, is joined by John Constantine and Cassandra Cain, mm -hmm. which are both bisexual characters, right? Cassandra yes. Cain is, I know. Cassandra Cain and, wasn't of course, sure, John say. Constantine yeah, is, too. Yeah, of course. So Dawn of DC, the publisher's initiative to expand its line with new and relaunched titles, is growing in May with three new titles, the first of which is titled Spirit World, spinning out of February 14th's Lazarus Pit, or Lazarus Planet, Dark Fate Number 1, Spirit World, by writer Alyssa Wong and artist Hanning Stars, new DC hero Xanath, a non-binary Chinese hero with a connection to the spirit world. And I like how you slow down after that. <laughs> Just because it's kind of like, I hate to say it, I have really high hopes for this series. And... When we first mentioned a while back, I was touting that this is going to be good because, you know, we're going to be getting new stories and new takes on John Constantine because he's going to have this protege in Xanath. And then Lazarus Planet came out and then I had to look at people that messaged me and, sa and said what I think. I said, I am sorry. I, I want to formally apologize about Lazarus Planet. It did turn out as good as I thought. Yeah. That's why we're not going to cover it. <laughs> Hold you. Dave. And, and, uh, and I uh, instantly, my hesitation with spirit world. No, number one coming out now is more than ever because it's supposed to follow the initiative yeah. led by Tom, uh, by not by Tom King, uh, but led by Tom Taylor. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Tom Taylor is leading the new re the new branding because he's on of DC. Yes. No, he's not. Shut up. Because he's doing the first title, which is Titans. That's leading everything off. Everyone's following. Okay, him. but he's not in charge creatively of the entire thing. I'm not sure, but the fact that he's leading off usually means Mike. <laughs> he may shape the initial storyline, but yes, I, he's not in charge of the D of the DC and, and his John Kent is taking front and center of oh. everything. So, you know, I know what that was, that noise, but we, we know Tom Taylor's that was my mockery. With, yes. We know his, we know his handling of Constantine was not very well received by us. So, now that I yeah, know but that. Alyssa Wong though is writing this, and as we said I last hope. year, Alyssa no, she is. She's yeah. writing Xanath. She is writing this title with Constantine. 
and I've never read anything besides her Dr. Afra, the yes. Star Wars Dr. Afra title, which is it's fun. It's not overly filled with, you know, it's not like it's being written by our our favorites, you yeah. know, but it is she is more than capable oh, as absolutely. a writer. So I am I am waiting to see what this will turn out to be. I, I can't imagine it being awful with Alyssa Wong writing it, but we'll see. Xana's uh, powers allow them to summon objects from the spirit world by crafting them out of Josh paper. What? What's Josh paper? That is basically like a spirit scroll from oh, okay. Asia. Yeah, yeah. A traditional East Asian incense paper. Yes. I should have kept reading. That is often burned in remembrance of dead loved ones. Alongside Xanath, who is described as a master of the dark arts, the six-issue Spirit World limited series also brings in John Constantine and Cassandra Kane slash Batgirl for an adventure that delves into the spirit world itself. We'll see. <laughs> and like how you basically say, we'll see. Because like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of really hoping Alyssa Wong carries uh, does the title well, but I have hesitation that basically it's originally I was like thinking like Constantine's going to take front and center to teach Xanth the ropes and be kind of like that mentor figure. But then, you know, you begin to realize that more Batman characters are going to take front and center in this with Cassandra Kane. And, you know, of course the, the devil measure that's going to be sticking around uh, a version of Batman as the big bad of the entire DC run at this point. So, I'm really worried that basically Constantine's not going to be actually as strong of a, a strong of a front and center character as we hope, which would mean Mike, we will not have a, a Constantine strong title. For Constantine another, led. Yeah, yeah. For another year. Well, <laughs> yeah. For the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable future. That's, that's crazy to me, Dave. I wonder what's happening over there at DC, why they can't give us something Hellblazer related. I'm wondering if the last Hellblazer run just kind of soured it. Which is weird because the Hellblazer run was very well received. Critically, it was received well, but as we know, it wasn't selling. No, no one was selling it. And then Tom no Taylor buying came. It, you mean. Yeah, Tom Taylor came around and basically released his heaven what was it heaven and hell <laughs> i don't remember you you don't want to remember but was like, it angels and demons or something like that or something like that but uh, who like, cares then he came I out I with his and my memory that series kind of killed all the constantine momentum because everyone read it and said this is a horrible story well tom taylor fans loved it yeah. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> this is how we wanted Constantine to be. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that great. Wasn't. We're being very negative today, aren't we? We are because but, unfortunately, but is, there, is there reason to be happy though in 2023? <laughs> not really? Not for us. That's Maybe what I'm for saying. Everybody else. There's nothing great going on when it comes to the darker side of DC. And that's why we're going to be delving into some of the classics. Well, especially since, in order to know, keep us happy, you know, especially since like for the past year, me and you have been covering like the possibilities of seeing like a Zatanna film. And I was really hyped to see that. And 
you know, well, we had, we were looking forward to that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we were looking forward to all those movies that dealt with the darker side of DC. And I get it. James Gunn has his game plan. He will follow his game plan to the, to the letter. Fine. Whatever. But the fact that basically because he came up with this game plan, this slate of gods and monsters right away, it killed all these other movies that we were all looking forward to. Yeah. No Constantine two, no Zatanna film, no justice league dark, uh, the swamp thing film, which we've been talking for years. That's going to be coming out. Now he basically said it's coming out in 10 years. Well, we're assuming, assuming. You, you keep saying 10 years. I don't think it's be 10 years, but I do feel like it's going to be closer to the end of the decade. I think I, I think you're right, but I, I have a Dude, bad if, if feeling. They, if, if this is going to take ten years to get to Swamp Thing, DC's mm-hmm. already dead. Exactly. They need to release at least two or three films a, a year, like Marvel was doing. But if, th- if but they don't have the money, nor the creative prowess to do so, and I feel like they understand that they don't have the ability to do what Marvel's doing, so they're going really slow. And I don't know if if that's sustainable. Yeah. How are you going to sustain the excitement of fans when you're going so slow? Yeah. Because like current fans are going to be like looking at this thing. Okay. Are you making it for us? Or are you making it for the for the fans that will come out in 10 years? That's, uh, that is such a, a messed up strategy in my opinion, when it comes to actually doing a franchise. Yeah. Well, David, you know, Hopefully there's a few surprises this year. Hopefully we will hear something about the Keanu Reeves Hellblazer. I'm hoping something. something. <laughs> maybe because it's being produced by JJ as well as Akiva Goldsman. Maybe there's, maybe it's not really a part of what's going on. Maybe it's functioning uh, from a bit. Look at, let's look at this from a business perspective or the business side. Maybe it, uh, I don't think it is though. No, I was thinking maybe it's kind of like the licensing of Sandman and yeah. Neil Gaiman over at Netflix, but I don't think it is. I think honestly, that's the one, that's the one beacon of hope for us at this point is Sandman on yeah. Netflix and Neil Gaiman. We trust. Yeah. That's because, all we have. Cause Neil Gaiman basically said he, his Sandman is his, that is contractually his baby. James Gunn be damned. He's not going to be. Well, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's more than that. It's not just that he owns it. Cause he, he's still, still behold it. I know people keep saying because it's not DC, but it is DC. Sandman is DC. It's just vertigo. No different than Warner brothers and AT&T and DC studios. It's all owned by the same people. Yeah. And like, unfortunately with James uh, or JJ, Hey, me and you have JJ, talked about hey. the uh, we we've talked about JJ Abrams in the last couple of shows and basically said he didn't even come out. He's been touting that he has a Constantine film. He didn't even come out with casting yet. Yeah. How long has it been? <laughs> Look, I don't think JJ is going to have anything to do in the DC universe now. Well, then the only thing we have to look forward to, and that's how I want to end our discussion today is the potential spinoff. Not a lot of people have been talking about this, but in October of last year, Joanna Constantine actress Jenna Coleman confirmed that she, Neil Gaiman, and Alan Heinberg had discussed a potential Joanna Constantine spinoff solo series. 
of the Sandman about her character stating that it was a good idea that they were really behind. I need that to happen now. I do too. She's done, she's done a fantastic job in that series to the point where I know a lot of fans hated the fact that they, they replaced Constantine with Joanna. Did they really though? Or I know there was a a little bit of a backlash with the whole gender bending thing because I, there were people that I don't believe were real DC fans or Constantine fans. They were just the whole woke, the anti woke mob, anti woke mob. That was it. But like, because she did such a great job and they did a great job actually fleshing out more about Joanna Constantine. I want to see a series based around her. She was great. She was great. I really liked uh, Jenna Coleman's portrayal of Joanna Constantine. And I mean, the execution of all the episodes relating to Joanna Constantine is literally, and we talked about this during our review of the first, what five episodes that we did. It's some of the best elements of the darker side of DC we've ever been given all of Sandman was, all but Sandman. specifically the Joanna Constantine stuff is everything that I would have imagined a Constantine show should look like. Oh yeah. From the very beginning to the end of that, uh, her main episode, it was episode three. I believe she was in. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good thing. And if, if Netflix is all about it, I know the only thing is, is that Netflix Netflix is currently going through the same upheavals as many studios as many currently studios right, now. right now. They're finally realizing that uh, not everyone can have streaming services. So they're in the midst of canceling, raising prices, adding commercial tiers onto st- streaming platforms. I believe Netflix is going to launch their commercial based tier next year. So a, a lot of companies are struggling and canceling a lot of things. So I don't think the Joanna spinoff would probably happen anytime soon just because they're being very careful with what they green light. If anything, we might see it after Sandman itself ends. I think that that's the smart thing to do because I think from the last couple of interviews I've seen with Neil Gaiman, he's really, he's really trying to push hard to actually pushing his own universe, which he created in, in, in uh, vertigo to be its own thing. A Sandman universe. A live Sandman action. Uni- Samur- yeah. He'll make it actually its own thing. So if he can actually do Joanna Constantine, if he then he could do other characters from that rogues gallery and bring them in. I'm all about that. And the, the thing I thought was really smart for those who watched Sandman was Gaiman made the idea and the bloodline of Constantine the important part. So he didn't totally like get rid of John Constantine. He made his bloodline important. That was the whole point. You know, make Joanna Constantine the focal point. That doesn't, that doesn't mean we won't see John Constantine down the line. So I would love to see what Neil Gaiman does with the character and like what the possibilities that he can do. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having a Sandman universe live action. That would be, be pretty cool. But just right now, currently, I feel like a lot of properties outside of the obvious are not, are going to be dispersed very slowly because we're right now in the midst of an industry, industry, industry upheaval and change like we've never seen in pretty our much. lifetime. The last time we had this type of shakeup was in the 1950s, you know, when movie 
attendance was dropping at a, at its lowest. at an alarming rate, and the studio was or the studios were left you know, trying to scramble, trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> and I, I want to say that's the last big shakeup. And then we had the, what they call new Hollywood. And now we've been kind of in that same funk until, I don't know, maybe early two thousands. And then we have the rise of the superhero era and that has kept the, the studios alive for the most part. But now the stu- the the superhero films are also starting to age a bit and they're not as, even though people are still seeing Marvel films, a lot of the hype around some of them, it's starting to die a bit. It is. And the streaming services during coronavirus thought that they were going to be the the next big thing. And they tried to change the entire business seemingly overnight by releasing everything on streaming platforms. And they quickly realized that they're losing so much money. <laughs> yeah. They, they can't do these amount of TV shows. They can't do these types of films on streaming platforms. And now they have all gone back to the drawing board to reassess and figure out a better strategy of releasing these. And that's why we see Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Disney plus HBO max, CBS slash Paramount plus all going and canceling shows in an, at an alarming rate because they just greenlit so much and they realize that there's just way too much competition. They have fragmented the audience down to such a degree that it's now hard to make money, which anybody could have told them that you can't make a $70 million streaming service film. You will never get your money back. Even with the, with the idea of economy of scales, it's very hard to get your money back when you're asking for $5 a month on a streaming platform, as opposed to $14 per person at the theater those are the types of ways you earn money on $70 million, $70 million pictures. You're not going to make it on a streaming platform. You're just not. No, just and that's why we're going to see those slowly start to fall away until these studios start making money again. So, yes, it's not just bad for DC fans. It's bad for anybody that wants anything uh, outside of Marvel. <laughs> it's going to be a very slow dispersal of content for the foreseeable future. So on that note, um, <laughs> on that note, I hate to depress everybody, but that's just how it is. But we're going to make the best of this year. We are going to have fun. David, before we close, I do want to preview a few things. Yes. We are going to go back in the next couple months and we're going to do a formal analysis of NBC's pilot episode for John Constantine. And when I say detailed analysis, that's just exactly what it is. We're going to, we're not going to do a review. We're going to break it down. Uh, through the lens of film theory. And then we're going to do the same thing with the Swamp Thing pilot. Yeah. So this is going to be completely different than what we, what was released prior with reviews. Right. So we're going to do the Swamp Thing pilot. And the reason why we're doing them together, or I should say as a bit of a theme is because they're both people may not be aware of this, but they're actually both executive produced by the exact same gentleman. Yes. So the showrunner for Constantine was also the showrunner for the Swamp Thing, the very short-lived Swamp Thing series as well. And then we probably will do a third discussion where we contrast the two elements and yeah. also discuss the obvious bad luck this, that this executive producer has. Good luck, bad luck. Because and- he gets to, you know, showrun two of the greatest characters in comic book history, but they both get canceled. They both got canceled. Which doesn't make sense because if they sucked, I would say, yeah, okay, it serves you right. 
but both of them were pretty damn good. So that's why we want to go back and take a look at those in a more formal way. So that's something that I, I feel like our DC listeners and our John Constantine fans would enjoy. So we'll do that. All right, David, this does bring us to the end. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, wankers. See you never.